another brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. I'm T, and of course, we're talking scary movies. I appreciate y'all tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes go up every Wednesday night, the audio-only version at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search T Watches a Scary Movie or Twasm. And if you're looking for the video version so you can see this handsome face as well as clips along with the reviews that I'm doing, you want to go ahead and make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page, which goes up at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Wednesdays. That's YouTube dot com slash c slash theron reynolds scary movie again youtube.com slash c slash theron reynolds scary movie also yes folks i am uh i'm on tiktok yeah i got my horror mu- movie music trivia up there that's been going really really good so you want to make sure you're following me on tiktok but an easier way to get access to the TikTok, as well as to the letterbox where my written reviews go up and the movies I talk about, as well as direct links to the YouTube videos and the audio-only versions, is by going to my link tree. So go to linktr.ee slash t scary movie. Again, linktr.ee slash t scary movie. Uh, if you go there, you get all the links to all of my different platforms where I'm sharing reviews, sharing videos, whatever the case may be. And you definitely want to do that because, folks, I am. I am still, still looking to give away a free ghost face popcorn bucket and a ghost face plushie in anticipation of the upcoming Scream 6, which is in theaters everywhere on March 10th. Remember, there's multiple ways for you to get entries. One, you subscribe to my YouTube page. I'm going through any of my followers on my YouTube page. I got a bunch right now. You are all getting one entry for following me on YouTube. If you're following me on TikTok, that is another entry right there as well too. If you happen to comment it on my Time Crimes review from the previous week, that's another entry. If you shared that and tagged me, which a lot of you were asking, well, how do I let you know? Well, if you messaged me, that works. But some of you also did it on Instagram, and that works too. Find and tag me on Instagram when you share in that post. You can get another entry. So there's multiple ways to get entries for that. And on next week's show, I'm going to be revealing who wins the Ghostface plushie and the Ghostface popcorn bucket. Yes, Cinemark is selling them now. So you definitely want to jump on board that and try to get yourself a bucket now that they are selling them. But if you want to get one for free and don't want to wait till August, the best way to do that is to get one from yours truly, folks. So we're going to draw that next week here on the show. Tonight, we got some great stuff to talk to y'all about. We're going to be reviewing episode seven of The Last of Us Left Behind, an amazing, amazing episode that aired this past Sunday. We're going to dive into that. But before we do, we got our movie to talk about tonight, which just recently hit on Netflix. We are talking We Have a Ghost. So stay tuned. I'll be right back on my review of We Have a Ghost. Hey, everybody. Looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now? Then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription. If you go to shop.fangoria.com AXDW, you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on Fangoria magazine subscriptions as well as 20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com AXDEW. 
All right, everybody, welcome back, welcome back. As I mentioned, we're talking, we have a ghost here tonight in movie reviews. This just hit Netflix recently. I'm excited to talk to y'all about this because it's a very, very different kind of movie than what I was expecting, honestly. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna jump right into it here. Uh, and let me know your thoughts about We Have a Ghost in the comment section below there because uh, after I share my review, I'm curious what y'all thought about it, you know, what you think about my thoughts, what you think about what your own thoughts about it here too. Anyway, uh, by the time that this movie had ended, I had a lot of emotions running through me. I mean, this film had inexplicably hit me in a way that I really hadn't been expecting. And I was having a lot of trouble trying to place my emotions with it. Uh, it's definitely a heartfelt story. And it's one that finds a way to uh, a way in quite a few spots to make you tear up. But it wasn't really just that though. Uh, as I made my way through this two hour plus runtime, the realization kept hitting me suddenly at first and then more and more apparent by the end that I was feeling pretty emotional about the representation that this film brought. Uh, the Presleys, Kevin played by Jahi Winston, Brother Fulton played by Niles Fitch, Mom Melanie played by Erica Ash, and Dad Frank played by the captain himself, Anthony Mackie, are looking for a fresh start and end up getting a good deal on the dilapidated Fixer Upper uh, uh, that will remind you of most ghost house movies of the past. Like, it's pretty on point with the way they get this house and the way they end up in it, all of that. Uh, and we know it's haunted, obviously. I mean, come on, that's literally the point of the movie. And that's why this family is getting such a good deal. We see this uh, this funny opening uh, opening scene to where the previous family that, that was living in this house all burst out screaming, leave the house, immediately drive off because, of course, they're being haunted at that time. Uh, so the question really is, how long before they regret signing on the dotted line? Now, Kevin ends up making the hilarious discovery of balding, bowling shirt covered Ernest, played by Stranger Things David Harbour, in the attic, and due to finding the ghost more humorous than scary, immediately records the video as evidence only to have his desperate to find his place father, Frank, and older brother, Fulton, exploit that video as a way to gain uh, wealth and fame. Because who wouldn't? If you have undeniable proof of a ghost, why would you not try to make a buck out of that? Now, from the start, the circumstances of the family stood out as one of the most accurate I had seen in this previous similar type of story that we've seen before. Uh, a family of color on hard times looking for a break is able to secure a steal of a deal in a not great neighborhood in a house that has a catch to it, of course. Now, that's not me saying that it's any better or worse uh, than something like the Lutz family moving into the home of the Amityville War. Uh, but especially in 2023, the Presleys, a black family in this situation just kind of rings uh, with a little bit more truth to it for me and I think for a lot of other people who are going to be watching this as well. Uh, it also speaks to the reason why the family reacts to their spiritual roommate the way that they do. Honestly, black families go through a lot in this world today and what on earth is so scary about a balding ghost that can talk? Especially when we also have films like The Conjuring, Candyman, and The Grudge, which even scare uh, Ernest the Ghost himself, too. So 
it's not really going to be a ghost that's going to be scaring this family when you have to kind of put yourself in their shoes and think about the reality of life as a black family and the situation they are these days. There's a lot more scarier things out there. Uh, Christopher Landon, who you might know from the Paranormal Activity series or Disturbia, or even more recently, the Happy De Death Day films or Freaky, uh, adapts the 2017 short st story Ernest by Geoff Man uh, uh, um, Mana. Mana. Man? Mano? Mano? It's Mano. It's probably Mano. It's Mano. Um, and I highly recommend actually checking out this short story as well, too. Um, if you go and check out the written review or you check out the description here of this video, I have the link to the short story, which is available on Vice. Um, and for different reasons, I found myself hit deeply by uh, uh, Mano's story. Uh, that said, there are also some big departures from the original story, which actually complement Landon's take quite well on, on uh, I'm going to go back for a Mano's story, actually. Now, choosing to focus that story immediately on Kevin gives the majority of the of audiences a better protagonist to identify with. Um, he hates the fact that he's had to move, that he doesn't have the best relationship with his family, and is just looking for someone to pay him some much needed attention. And this is definitely something that a lot of, a lot of young men, and especially a lot of young black men, can identify with. Uh, contrasted with Ernest looking for something, anything, to make his life, afterlife just that much more meaningful, uh, to give him a purpose, so to speak, it really makes the two for a natural pairing as Kevin begins to unravel the mystery of Ernest's predicament in the first place. And even though Ernest can only howl and moan, his relationship with Kevin is definitely anything but silent. The relationship between the two is incredibly heartful and the two seem to take every opportunity throughout the film to help each other in different situations, both for comedic effect and to reveal the sad truth behind Ernest's passing. And you know, whether it's trying to help Kevin uh, out with girl problems or it's trying to actually uh, show Ernest that he can leave the house and that there's a whole world out there, not just being stuck in this house where he's been for who knows how long at this point. The two of them just have this great rapport throughout the film. Now, Jahi Winston and David Harbour, again, they just make for this tremendous pair in the film, which is nothing new to Harbour, who shows he absolutely excels at playing a parental figure. I mean, hello, Hopper and Eleven, obviously. And uh, Winston, who I know from 2017's uh, The New Edition story, is just continuing to make his mark in Hollywood. And I know a lot of people were saying and already hoping that he would end up like playing like maybe the live action Miles Morales in like the MCU. And not that I would be against that. I think he would make a fantastic Miles Morales. But at the same time, I think that's that's also kind of downplaying what could be a vast career for him. And I don't mean to make that sound like an insult. I love the MCU. I absolutely love the movies of the MCU. But I'm just saying, like, there are also bigger and better things out there out there for young actors as well, too. So uh, it's a far tamer film than what we're used to expecting from writer-director Christopher Landon, especially when you consider his paranormal activity movies are also basically haunted house films. Uh, but that's not, in no way, shape, or form a knock on We Have a Ghost. Uh, this really harkens back to like the old days of like 80s kids horror films, kind of like Gremlins, Return to Oz, The Monster Squad, where like the horror is there. 
Uh, but it's really more to sell like the family bonds that we see growing over the course of the fil film itself. It's not necessarily a scary movie. And I say that knowing that, uh, you, you know, Gremlins Return to Oz and not really Monster Squad, but Gremlins Return to Oz definitely screw, uh, screwed me up a little bit as a kid for sure. Fantastic movies, but they are absolutely uh, not exactly not scary films. And going back to an earlier point that I mentioned as well, too. The short story never actually specifies the race of the Presley's, the race of the family itself. It's not important to the theme and message of the story itself, which really makes Landon's decision here uh, uh, all the more important. We need to be able to have more films like this where people like me uh, can see themselves and grow up with this kind of important connection. Uh, hauntings aren't specific to geographical locations, the class status, or the color. But you also can't uh, like discount the fact that uh, something that I'm about to say, it's going to sound so silly here, but there's a ghost in our house is something that's life altering to be able to see yourself. And I know the movie's called We Have a Ghost, but I'm just saying like being able to see a character that looks like you that says like there's a ghost in our house. Like that's really empowering. That's really impactful and meaningful. And something like that is going to continue to keep opening doors for things like you know black people hunting werewolves and vampires for stopping the killer in the mask whatever you can think of and it's not like this is ground breaking by any means we have plenty of that out there but it's just a, it's a true delight to see representation in such a high profile film these days and especially no knock at all to christopher landon but especially when if you look back at his previous like his previous films you know usually we're seeing very much a white lead or a white family being the tale of his stories and again i don't say it as an insult it's not knocking the least bit at all but it's just it, it was very it was, it was very interesting it was very uh I, I don't know it was very emotional to see that while watching this movie and i i've mentioned already it's tamer than landon's usual flair it's not going to be the choice of anybody who's looking for a spooky ghost story but it's absolutely still a tremendous story about the way that we connect with our loved ones and how sometimes we can say so much more by not saying anything at all this house might be haunted but it's definitely not one that i'll be looking to move out of anytime soon we have a ghost that's available to stream on netflix right now we'll be right back hey everybody my name is t and while we're usually talking scary movies today we're talking how you can win yourself a free ghost face popcorn bucket or ghost face plushie cinemark theaters have recently released these in limited quantities in promotion with the upcoming scream 6 which releases theaters everywhere on march 10th so you want to know how you can get a chance to win these right here well you have a couple of ways to win yourself some entries for that first Follow me on YouTube. Send me a screenshot showing me that you follow youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. Follow me on TikTok at T Scary Movie. And then finally, make sure that you watch and that you give me a thumbs up, a like on my review of the movie Time Crimes, which is going to drop on the YouTube channel on Wednesday, February 22nd. If you do those three things, you can get three entries. And if you happen to share that video on your social media, I'll even give you a fourth entry as well. So you have up to four chances to win either a popcorn bucket or a plushie. Now you can't win both. So if you happen to win one, you can't win the other. But 
I'll take care of shipping. I'll get that over to you and you can have your awesome screen mem memorabilia to go with you to go and see the new screen coming out everywhere on March 10th. I'm T. We've been talking giveaways. Stay scared. Okay, so we're back here talking episode seven of The Last of Us. Sorry, I lost my number there for a second. Left Behind. Uh, this is one that a lot of us have been looking forward to ever since we saw clips and like the trailer of what's to come before the show came out. We know that this was absolutely going to be adapting the DLC coming from the first game that came out months after the original release to fill in a little bit more information on Ellie's backstory. And it's a perfect place for it. It's right in the place where it is set in the game as well, too. Um, Ellie and Joel just got done checking out uh, the University of Eastern Colorado, and uh, uh, she has managed to get Joel taken to an abandoned house. And is trying to take care of him, and Joel is trying to send Ellie off at this point because he wants her to live. And obviously, staying behind with Joel could be a death sentence at this point. We don't know what's going to happen. And so he sends Ellie off. And as Ellie walks up these stairs to potentially leave Joel behind, we get to see Ellie's backstory. And it's not that long ago, which is actually very interesting. I've always thought to the story itself, especially in the television narrative, because in a video game, I feel that uh, players are very much uh, satisfied with not having to know everything that's happening in this long period of time. Like we don't like, I never cared that much to be quite honest about what happened in between the time of Joel's daughter, Sarah being killed at the beginning of the outbreak at the game. And then when we pick up when Joel and Tess uh, meet Ellie and this whole journey begins, I didn't care that much about what happens in between. And the fact that the Left Behind DLC and this episode is set just literally a few months before everything gets started with the with the current day narrative of Joel and uh, Ellie on their journey, I think that's fantastic because it's not really important what's happened in 20 years between the beginning of the series and where we're at right now. But Ellie's story is incredibly vital to give us an understanding of why she is the way in her relationship with Joel and you know her feelings about guns and just her interest in life itself and especially the fact that she's immune as well too and we get to see that she was actually uh she was at a military boarding school ran by fedra and she was going through training to basically become an officer or a grunt at that point become another fedra soldier and a chance encounter with her uh with an old friend of hers uh riley who shows up she had abandoned her post and showed back up to give Ellie a great night out ends up being a very molding and shaping experience for Ellie. You know, she or Riley takes Ellie to this what was thought to be this uh, abandoned shopping mall that's just filled to the brim with infected, and we find out that it's not actually filled with infected. And Riley is trying to show Ellie just this great night together before Riley ultimately leaves because we find out Riley is a member of the Fireflies and has been stationed in Georgia and this is her last night with Ellie so we get to see the two of them connecting and uh trying to figure out what the next step in their lives are and it's a beautiful beautiful episode um it was actually kind of crazy to find out recently that the mall itself is mostly CGI because there's some fantastic shots in it and it definitely even though it's not set in the 90s absolutely took me back to malls of the 90s just having 
full arcades and actually decent looking food courts and all these different department stores, which mean nothing at all to Ellie because she's never been able to experience that. So it's just all this wonder to her. And we get to experience her as a kid, whereas her with Joel in the modern day, we're not really getting that, uh, that full experience of her just being a kid at that point. So it was really cool to get to see just like the wonderment and amazement all over Ellie's face as all of this is happening. And in the exact same way, uh, because obviously, you know, we don't see Riley in present day. So you can kind of take that for what it's worth and assuming exactly what's going to end up happening in this case here. But um, just a moving, moving episode, fantastic work. Uh, from Bella Ramsey and Storm Reed, who plays Riley in this episode. And you really do want things to work out. And if you're a fan of the game, it, it's hard because you know the way things are. And I'm sure a lot of people watching this were hoping for very different things to come up from it. But amazing episode. We only have two episodes left with the next one focusing on David and his group of uh, of hunters, as we're going to find out. Next episode is going to be brutal. I'm so ready for it. But if you want to hear more thoughts about it, you got to make sure you're subscribing and tuning back in, folks, for another episode. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Make sure you're coming back next week or I'm going to be talking another episode of The Last of Us as well as Netflix's The Strays. Hey, everybody. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode, movie review, game review, whatever it is now at this point. Don't forget, you want to get subscribed to my official channel so you can stay up to date for when I'm dropping new episodes, reviews, news, whatever it is. The best way to do that is get subscribed to my link tree. That's going to be linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. Again, linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. That'll keep you up to date with new videos, podcast links for the audio-only version, as well as my letterbox where you can find written reviews. Get subscribed, and don't forget, keep watching scary movies, folks. Stay scared.